Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. Therefore, he probably can't either. And it's a subconscious thing sometimes. We don't even realize we're doing it. We think in terms of levels of difficulty. That's absurd if we're talking about Almighty God, the one who is life, who spoke the worlds into existence. You see, what the Bible tells us is there was nothing until God spoke. Sometimes we can put God in a box. We can say, I don't think God can do this, because I can't. In today's message, Pastor Robert says that the thought that God isn't enough is absurd. If the Lord can create the world, what can he do for you? God wants you to let him into your heart so that he can do the unthinkable. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you, our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 25, as he continues his message, Testify. Isaiah, chapter 53, 700 years before Jesus was even born, Isaiah wrote this, he is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken, and they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death." And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. 
You see, the rabbis couldn't understand because on the one hand, you've got this promise, this many prophecies to the effect that the anointed one of God, the Messiah, seed of David, the descendant of David, would come and his throne would be established in Jerusalem forever. But then you've got these other prophecies about the suffering and the death and the dying. And how is that going to work? How is this specially anointed one from God who is going to rule and reign forever and ever also going to suffer and die? It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So even today, they spiritualize it and they say that when Messiah comes, he's going to rebuild the temple because there is that promise. And he's going to establish the throne of David in Jerusalem forever. And all this talk about suffering and dying and by his stripes, and all that's talking about the suffering of the nation. Look at what the Jews have had to endure down through the generations. And so they spiritualize it. And even some of the Christian Bible scholars will spiritualize this stuff. And they'll say that the thing about his throne being established in Jerusalem forever and ever. Well, it's a spiritual kingdom. And so, yes, his throne is established in Jerusalem. For It's a spiritual truth. It's not a physical truth. Well, wait, 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 wait. When he was talking to David, he said, from your body is going to come forth a man, and on your throne he will sit forever. And he repeated it over and over. So either God lied to David, or the rabbis were getting it wrong, and many of the Bible scholars today are misunderstanding and getting it wrong. Do you understand what I'm saying? God spoke very plainly about these things. He spoke very plainly. The problem is we place upon God, well, listen to Paul's question, and we're going to conclude with this. Paul in verse 8 of Acts chapter 26, it's like he throws in this question that almost seems out of place. He says to King Agrippa, why should it be thought incredible by you that God raises the dead? You see, the reason that the rabbis, the reason that people couldn't wrap their minds around the suffering Messiah, the death of Messiah, was they either didn't consider or just didn't believe in resurrection. And that's why I've said it. It's something I believe God is emphasizing to us in this season as a church, the importance of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Paul says, why should it be thought by you to be something incredible that God would raise the dead. Point number three, final point, you need to be aware. You and I have a tendency to impose upon God our humanity. Don't impose upon God limitations which are nothing less than human constructs. What I mean by that is I can't do it, therefore he probably can't either. And it's a subconscious thing sometimes. We don't even realize we're doing it. We think in terms of levels of difficulty. That's absurd if we're talking about Almighty God, the one who is life, who spoke the worlds into existence. You see, what the Bible tells us is there was nothing until God spoke. And repeatedly, we find it in Genesis, let there be, let there be, let there be, right? God spoke, and out of nothing came everything. He pulled together some dirt, gathered it together, and then he breathed into it. He invigorated Adam with his own spirit. Why would it be somehow weird for him to reinvigorate his son after his son willingly offered himself to pay the penalty on behalf of all of humanity? Jesus 
said it was going to be that way. In John 10, 17, Jesus said, Therefore my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This command I've received from my Father. And then in John chapter 6, verses 44 to 47, Jesus taught, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. Not will have. Part of what Jesus was saying there is if it's impossible to come to him unless the Father who sent him to begin with is drawing that person toward Jesus. If he's drawing you to Jesus and you believe in him, you put your faith in him, you enter into that relationship with Jesus. You start interacting with Jesus. You start talking to him about everything, and he starts giving instruction. He starts, if that's going on, rest assured, you have been made alive by God, or it wouldn't be going on. It's impossible. It's impossible for it to go on. It's not something you can just learn how to do. Do you understand? Like the Buddhist thing, you can just kind of learn how to do it. You reach that point. No, it's something God does as a gift. If you don't have that, then ask for it. You wouldn't be here unless he was inviting, unless he was drawing, unless he was pulling you. It's a beautiful day. You'd be out there doing something else. You wouldn't be sitting in here listening to me drone on without divine intervention. God is drawing you. Now, if you're in a relationship, if you already, if you know Jesus, and the reason you're here is you want to learn, you want to grow, you want to, well, then take seriously the things that we've talked about today. Take the time to sit down and write out your testimony. Write down what God has done, what you see, that how God has worked. Ask him to prepare you, to help you, to be able to share that. No matter who you're talking to, no matter how much they know or how little they know, realize, listen, you and I, we can't do anything unless he helps us. We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for the powerful truth and the promises that lie within its pages. There's always something to learn from the Bible, and we hope you'll make it part of your daily routine. If you'd like to listen to more of Pastor Robert's teachings from the Book of Acts, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. You'll also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today. Anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. We also want to invite you to join us for worship this weekend. Come visit Calvary Miami Beach on Sunday for worship and Bible study. 
or join us online as we live stream. You'll be able to find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary Miami Beach under About at our website. Again, that's MainThingRadio.com. That's all we have time for today. Join Pastor Robert next time, right here on Main Thing Radio.